Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Well, welcome to the second week of our Rhythms of Grace series as we dive into this week, the Rhythm of Prayer. We hope each week to leave you with some very practical helps on developing a rich life of faith, and for this week, a rich prayer life. If you're here exploring faith, uh, uh, I hope to inspire you to give your heart to Jesus, his mercy, his grace, and forgiveness this week, or maybe to give more of your heart to Jesus if you've been following for him for some time. As we shared last week, these rhythms are rhythms which we were designed for, designed to participate in. And doing so will not always be easy, but it will lead us toward wholeness, stability, and even growth uh, in the most difficult of circumstances. So what do you think when you think about prayer? One author I read this week, he wrote that his son said this about prayer. Oh, prayer is easy. You just say, dear God, chat to him for a bit, and then say amen. (laughs) Isn't that great? Uh, And in a way, he was right. Sometimes we make prayer way more complicated than it needs to be. But there's certainly more to prayer than what that son, his son, had said. Ruth Haley Barton, in her uh, book on sacred rhythms, uses a wonderful word picture about gardening to communicate what prayer is like. She talks about planting flowers, and if you've ever purchased flowers, they come, they can come in these little packages for sale, in these little plastic containers, right? Have you seen those? The flowers have started to grow, and maybe the, the roots we, we know are tightly packed into those little plastic containers. Maybe some of the roots have started to come out of the bottom of that. There's, there's little to no dirt in those things. Um, and, and there's holes in the bottom um, that those roots are desperately searching for more nutrients and water. So now imagine the flowers being taken out of those little containers. And when they're planted in the ground, there is all of a sudden an abundance of fresh dirt and water room for the roots to, to grow, to spread out. Uh, and you can almost imagine the relief of that flower. Well, the same type of thing, same type of thing happens when the human soul, in the human soul when we begin to prioritize a rhythm of prayer. Prayer is like a spacious, nutrient-filled ground for our relationship with God. It's in prayer that we find space and the spiritual nutrients that we need for formation and for growth. We can also understand prayer as an ever-deepening journey with God. Prayer is vital to our faith, it's foundational to our relationship with God, and it's needed spiritually as breathing is physically. And yet it can be intimidating and difficult to do. Richard Foster in his book on prayer writes this, We today yearn for prayer and hide from prayer. We're attracted to it and we're repelled by it. We believe prayer is something that we should do, even something that we want to do, but it seems sometimes as though there's a chasm standing between us and actually praying. Does this ring true in your experience? Uh, Have you ever felt like you don't understand prayer or that prayer is rarely effective? Do you ever feel like giving up on prayer? Well, if you do, then you're not alone. Uh, Here's some great encouragement for you. You don't have to be a Jedi master of the Christian faith or a theological expert to pray. You just simply need to start. 
2,000 years ago, the disciples, uh, after they'd welcomed Jesus back from this uh, regular time of place and prayer with one of the greatest questions of all time. At the beginning of Luke chapter 11, it says this, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. His response to this, uh, uh, this simple, humble request was astonishingly generous. He didn't make the disciples feel small and he didn't say, you know, you really ought to know this by now. <laughs> now, these disciples would go on to have extraordinary prayer lives. They would intercede until buildings shook. They would spring Peter from a high security jail by the power of prayer. Their shadows and handkerchiefs would sometimes heal the sick. They would receive uh, the kinds of revelations that, that change cultural paradigms. And remarkably, they one day would find the grace within themselves to pray even for their torturers, even to the point of death. The disciples were to become mighty prayer warriors, people that we can look up to in prayer. But it wasn't automatic. Prayer didn't get beamed down on them from heaven, and it wasn't a guaranteed perk of being a disciple of Jesus. Prayer had to be learned the hard way, and their schooling was to begin on a particular day with the simple, humble request, Hey, Jesus, can you teach us to pray? And of course, he did. And what he gave them is called the Lord's Prayer. You can find it here in Luke chapter 11. You can also find it in Matthew chapter 6. What, what an encouragement for us. And I want to share a key way for us to think about prayer and then a, real, a few really help, helpful practical tips that will help us develop a consistent prayer life. So uh, a key way, uh, a really helpful way to think about prayer is this, as an ongoing, dynamic, back and forth relationship. In other words, prayer is not a one-way activity. Prayer is not we speak and God listens only. Prayer is a relational back and forth between humanity and God. In Jesus' priestly prayer in John chapter 17, we see this modeled for us, that the outcome of prayer is this dynamic ongoing relationship with God. Jesus says this, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. So you see, developing a rhythm of prayer can help us find unity, intimacy uh, with God. It's about communion, not just communication. So I want to share with you an amazing story from a book. It's called How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People. And in this book, the author tells the story that is so helpful in understanding prayer as a dynamic relationship between humanity and God, or you and God. And it's a bit of a longer story, but I'd like to read it. And he writes this. As a little boy, Danny would often grip big wax crayons in his chubby little fist to draw words on any scrap of paper that he could find. 
Daddy, he said one day, handing me his latest masterpiece, look at what I righted. Wow, I said, as if he'd knocked off the first page of Macbeth. Well done, Danny. That's so clever. You're writing so beautifully. Wrong way up, silly, he replied. Oh, right. I spun the paper around and studied it again. Daniel, I said, eventually, you have written a great big long letter here, haven't you? He looked extremely pleased, so pleased that he uttered two words that stopped my heart. Read it. I stared at the crumpled piece of paper for uh, searching for a clue. Should I break it to him that his scribbles, while beautiful in their own way, didn't actually say anything? Would he feel deceived, discouraged? Could I distract him? Should I change the subject? Read it, Daddy, the little voice commanded again. Looking up from the paper, I stared in, uh, in wild despair at the little face in front of me and suddenly knew exactly what to do. His scribbles remained incomprehensible, but his face was an open book. I knew every wrinkle, contour, and nuance. It's every fleeting mood. It told me more eloquently than poetry and pose the kind of day that he'd had, how he was feeling, and what he'd eaten for dinner, and which weird little obsessions were currently buzzing around his head like fireflies in a jar. I returned to my son's artistry, cleared my throat, and began to read aloud. He listened intently, clearly surprised by his own brilliance and chuckling heartily in all the right places. Then he said, well done, Daddy, uh, in the end, emphasizing each word with an emphatic nod of his head. That was, he nodded twice, very good reading. And he nodded three more times. Well, thank you, I said, nodding my head too, because it really had been some of the very best reading I had ever done. Isn't that an incredible story? Uh, you know, God doesn't get distracted by our scribbled words and squiggled thoughts, right? He isn't impressed by fancy words that we might hurl at the sky thinking that that's prayer. One of the things that we need to know in prayer is that God explores our hearts with deep affection to discern the kind of day we've had, the way that we are really feeling, and as the author puts it, those little weird obsessions that are buzzing around in our minds. God's ear hears our heart's voice. And you know, after my years of learning about prayer, I've come to believe that one of the, uh, that, that the a good majority of prayer is showing up and making the effort to be consciously aware of the God who is constantly present to us. So here's my encouragement to you this morning. Not only do I want to encourage you uh, to a regular rhythm of prayer for your spiritual health and vitality, but I want to encourage you to a more open and intimate relational uh, way of praying, a, a way of developing your prayer life with God. Part of our goal with our discipleship pathway is to provide really practical uh, steps that can help us grow in our faith. Uh, so I'd like to offer a process in prayer that can be helpful. Uh, and we really are leaning into these acronyms lately because what I want to give you is an acronym, but it can really be helpful. So I want to give you the acronym PRAY, P-R-A-Y. Each of those steps, uh, each of those letters is a step, and I want to briefly go through those with you. And then I want to encourage you to listen to our weekly podcast and uh, read through the weekly devotional, which will get into more depth uh, and helpfully 
uh, hopefully be helpful in developing your own, maybe renewed rhythm of prayer in your life. So let's dive into it. Pray, P-R-A-Y, stands for pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. Now, I'm not always a big fan of acronyms, all ironically, but this particular one works because it's simple, it's sensible, and it can be profound. So try not to take the four steps as, a hard, as hard and fast rules. They're more like dance steps, kind of fluid, interactive, open to creative interpretation. But I, I encourage you to give prey a chance, and it may lend to a, a way to structure or begin a renewed prayer life, a rhythm of prayer. Some of the best advice to how to begin a regular prayer life is this. Keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. You've got to keep it simple so that the most natural thing in the world doesn't become complicated, odd, or too intense. You've got to keep it real because when life hurts, you're going to be tempted to pretend that you're fine, even in prayer. We do this with people all the time, but we, we do this in prayer as well. And when you make a mess of things, and you're going to be tempted to hide from God, which never really works, and God knows anyway. You've got to keep it up because life is tough. God is uh, not an algorithm. The best formula for effective prayer is to keep praying. So let's briefly go through these steps together as we learn about this prayer rhythm. The first step, P, is to pause. To start, we must stop. To move forward in prayer, we must pause. The first step in a deeper prayer life is to put down your wish list and wait to sit quietly. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Become fully present in a place and time so that your scattered senses can recenter themselves on God's eternal presence. Stillness and silence prepare your mind and prime your heart to pray from a place of greater peace and less distraction. We're going to talk more about this in week five. But the best way to start praying is to actually stop praying to pause, to be still, to put down your prayer list, to surrender your own personal agenda, and just become aware and be there with God. Psalm 37, six through seven says this, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the, just, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. In scripture, we often find Jesus going off to quiet places to pray. We follow Jesus' example as we begin to pray. We pause, we quiet our hearts, and we surrender to him, his way. We'll say more about this in the weeks to come, but the first step in our acronym, pray, is to pause. The second step, R, is to rejoice. Have you ever seen the Northern Lights? Uh, have, nobody stares up at the northern lights thinking to themselves, wow, I'm incredible, right? We're, we're hardwired to wonder, to awe at things, and to worship. And the Lord's Prayer begins with an invitation to adoration. It says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Praise who you are. Praise what you've done. Having paused to be still at the start of a time of prayer, the most natural next step, maybe the most appropriate next step in response to God's presence is reverence and worship. Author David Benner writes this, 
Prayer is more than you could ever imagine because God is so much beyond what you can conceive. We are surrounded with little gods that are too small to be up to the task of holding our deepest personal longings, never mind the world's most urgent problems. This is often the part of prayer that we can miss, and it's easy to want to skip this part. But again, my encouragement is to pause and then to rejoice. Worshiping God in prayer is a most important and enjoyable dimension of prayer. So linger here. Rejoice in God's blessing, reflecting on all that he's done for you before asking for anything. Keep in mind that worship is one of those things that God has designed you to do. It's one of those rhythms uh, that we were designed for and reorients us. So the third step, A, is ask. Prayer means many things to many people, but, it is, uh, but at its simplest and its most immediate, it's asking God for help. Richard Foster, in his book on prayer, writes this. In simple prayer, we bring ourselves before God just as uh, we are, warts and all. Like children before a loving father, we open our hearts and make our requests. We do not try to sort things out, the good from the bad. We simply and unpretentiously share our concerns and make our petitions. It's like a soldier begging for courage on the battlefield or a soccer fan at, or, or a football fan in the final moments praying for a win, a mother alone in a hospital chapel. The Lord's Prayer next invites us to ask God for everything from daily bread to the kingdom come for ourselves and for others. In this part of prayer, we, ex we get to explore God's extraordinary power, uh, but we also have to face questions uh, when our prayers go unanswered. So there's a bit of this dynamic tension where we wrestle and we struggle with God. This is actually a part where I think faith can really grow, develop in this dynamic way as we tend to, one of the most natural things that we tend to do in prayer is to ask God for things, which is good and right, but we have to, we, we get to celebrate God's power and we also have to wrestle in faith when, when we ask for things that we think are the best way forward but we don't see those things come to be like we hope for. And so we have to wrestle with uh, God's way versus our way. And this is, it's difficult, but it's good. And uh, we need to just allow that to be okay. As we spend some time in this third section of A, or asking, uh, in our structure of prayer. The final step, or why, is to yield. And there's lots of types of yielding in prayer. Uh, in in this, this final stage of this particular prayer practice, it's essentially surrendering. Uh, in the same book that we've been looking at, the author describes it as a, as a clenched fist that slowly opens. So we yield to God's presence on earth as it is in heaven through prayer. We listen to his word, which is our daily bread, yielding to God's wisdom. We yield to God's holiness uh, through our confession, knowing that we need him. We need his reconciling work in our life. We learn uh, to pray, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So there's this surrender to God's way and our ability to forgive. And we yield to God's power, asking him to deliver us from evil. And so in all of these ways, we surrender to God, we yield to God. One of the best things to think about in this last section 
is to recognize that it's in prayer that we are changed. Oftentimes, we think about prayer as our attempt to try to change God's mind. But in prayer, we are changed. We begin to discern God's will, God's way, and we begin to line, align our lives with God's will and God's way. And so in prayer, we are changed. This is one of the most fascinating and significant types or aspects of this prayer relationship. It's this dynamic relationship, this back and forth between us and God. But when we're rightly yielded and surrendered to God in prayer, we are changed. And it is wonderful, it is glorious, and it is difficult. Sometimes it's painful. Um, but this is this kind of dynamic back and forth type of relationship that we experience with God. P-R-A-Y, as an acronym, is all centered and structured around the Lord's Prayer, which again, you can find in Luke chapter 11 or Matthew chapter 6. This is the Lord's Prayer as we know it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, the power, forever and ever. Amen. Prayer is something we learn. This prayer is what Jesus gave us as he teaches us how to pray. And we use this to form this pray structure that might help us develop a regular rhythm of prayer. Here's the great thing is you don't have to be a master of prayer to start praying. The good thing is that prayer is something that we learn. You don't have to be a master of prayer to start praying. I want to encourage you to use this acronym, P-R-A-Y. Pause, rejoice, ask, and yield as a way of maybe renewing a regular type of prayer rhythm in your life. And remember, this type of this is a rhythm that Jesus invites us to and models for us. And if we can develop this type of rhythm in our life, it'll lead us toward wholeness, shalom like we talked about last week. And I know that it might be difficult to have a regular rhythm of prayer in your life. But again, like we talked about last week, it's important that we do some, some reflection as we, as we want to continue our discipleship and grow closer to Jesus. What are those rhythms and patterns that, I'm, that my life is currently living into? Maybe uh, some shifting of the types of rhythms that you're living into to be more oriented toward these healthy spiritual rhythms will allow you the time and space to begin a regular rhythm of prayer. Another piece of encouragement, like we said before, keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. Want to encourage you to look at our website uh, to uh, explore more resources, listen to the discussion Pastor Holly and I have available, and, and uh, just begin to process this in your life. Um, what does it look like for you to develop a, a regular rhythm of prayer that will lead to health and wholeness for your faith? Thank you for joining us today. Let's just continue to worship together.